Welcome to Marathon Show. Welcome to We the People. Today's episode, I wanted to talk about election 2020. What is happening? Why is it so important? Why I personally think every single one of us who are registered should vote. So let's start with 2016. What happened? More than 40% of registered voters did not vote during that election. And as a result of that, that election was so close where popular vote went one way and electoral college went the other way. So if even half of those 40% plus folks, 40% registered voters had voted, things would have been, could have been, maybe had been different, or there would have been more difference in terms of how that election had went and how the impact of that turnout would have driven the whole political landscape in terms of evolution of the voters' mindset leading up to 2020. So keep that in mind. More than 40% of registered voters did not vote when Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were running for U.S. president. That was back in 2016. Let's come to today, 2020, what's happening? And I'm going to use my own example, um, a Pakistani um, person of Pakistani origin who happens to be here, who has been here uh, during this election and the previous one, and um, has seen things, how things have gone. What we have, and I spoke uh, about this uh, during my uh, recent conversation with Suhail Bukhari, a fantastic YouTuber based out of Dallas-Fort Worth. If you have not uh, seen his work, uh, you need to check that out. And uh, I spoke to him about this thing also, why we Asians, Desi people, uh, especially Pakistanis, do not vote. When we come here, we've got that baggage, that electoral feeling baggage where we don't realize, where we don't believe really in the power of our vote, where we have seen people voting, but having rigged elections, but having army take over uh, the country, having martial laws. So we have that baggage. And of course, also cast voting, not casting a vote, but voting because other people of my cast are voting for a specific candidate. So we do bring that baggage over with us, especially the first generation Americans who happen to come here. It does take a while uh, going uh, to the second generation Americans who are born here, raised here. They may have a different perspective in terms of how they see things, perceive things, growing up, going to school, going to uh, colleges and different institutions. So it's different for them. But first generation Americans, we have, we carry that baggage. And it's very hard for us to get rid of that baggage. And that is why we see so many Pakistanis, so many Indians, so many Asian Americans. And by Asian Americans, in this case, I mean subcontinental Asian Americans believe that my vote's not going to make a difference in context of the political landscape of the country. So we absolutely have to get rid of that. And how do we do that is we've got to be able to believe in the process. We've got to be able to, if not believe in the process, see how we can align ourselves with an individual who represents the quality of the process that we have. So we've got to be able to take that step as Desis, as Pakistanis. And also then we have to become part of the political landscape. This year alone, I have seen about five Pakistani Americans, Mujib Qazi from Keller, 
We've got Mubashir from Yulis. We've got Salman Bojani, already a member of city council uh, in one of the cities in Dallas-Fort uh, Worth area. We have Sabrina running for South Lake. We've got Sadaf Haq running for Frisco City Council. So we have so many people who are already trying to become part of that process because what that does, even though they may not have that political experience, what that does is that paves the way for future generations to become part of that political system. Because if someone were to say, well, Umer does not have the experience. Well, what Umer did was Umer ran, became part of the city council, and now he understands the nuances that he can teach other folks who are become part of the system. So there's someone who can mentor the new folks who want to become part of that political system. So there's a precedent set. So we have to understand and we have to make our younger generation part of that understanding process. So that's my daisy bit on this. Another interesting uh, facet is I did not know. Someone just recently told me more than half of property taxes for at least one city that they mentioned goes to the ISD funding, the independent school district funding, more than half. So if we see the implication of voting on a city level, on a local level, I have the power to put a person whose values, whose policies I align with on the city council so that I can see my kids benefit from that funding how I see fit. If we all start thinking like that, I believe we will have better understanding of the political system because it's not just about president of the United States of America or a vice president. It is about all those people who are running the system on a local level, on a regional level, state level, and then of course the national level. So we've got these tiers of implications, the snowball effect, the domino effect that carries the political system forward. Let's move on to different states. Of course, we've got Texas in play. Texas uh, traditionally has been red. Uh, right now there are talks that uh, it is a toss-up state I mean, a few days ago, it has been a toss-up state. Pennsylvania, last of elections, Pennsylvania has had a difference of less than 1%. That's how close Pennsylvania has been to the success of the eventual winner or the eventual president who happens to occupy the White House and becomes the most powerful person in the world. And then, of course, uh, this time around, we also have Florida, where uh, there has been a lot of uh, push in terms of early voting. There have been people who have lined up to vote. And coming back to uh, Texas, because uh, I live in Texas, city of Frisco, there are approximately about 108,000 people registered to vote. Up until two days ago, 90,000 of those people had voted, early voted. That tells you how seriously people are taking this election. It, it happens to be the election of our lifetime. Whether or not you choose to believe it, ignore it, just uh, push it under the rug, or just do whatever you want to do with that thought. Um, you cannot hide the facts. Facts will stay the same. It happens to be so important. Another aspect of why this election is important. Supreme Court of the United States 
we already have Justice uh, Kavanaugh. Recently, uh, Amy Coney Barrett was also confirmed by the Senate vote. What that means is now we've got a 6-3 conservative leaning bench. What that also means is there is a pro-life bench in place right now. That is pro-life is where folks do not encourage abortion or it is state mandated. And the opposite of pro-life is pro-choice. What that means is if I'm pro-choice, I believe that if someone wants to have an abortion or does not want to have an abortion, that is that person's individual right. So right now, Supreme Court bench, based on what we've seen, Amy Coney Barrett does not hide the fact that she is pro-life. And the sitting president has also appointed pro-life judges into the justice system. So if that is something that you are passionate about, pro-life or pro-choice, then you definitely need to pay attention and you definitely need to make sure that you go out there on November 3rd and cast your vote because it's not coming back. And the fact that there may be one or two positions filling in on the Supreme Court bench in the coming years. So that is another possibility. Who do you want to see on that bench? Do you want a balance between the conservatives and the liberals? Or do you want a tilt on one side? Because we've got Affordable Care Act going to the Supreme Court, uh, Roe versus Wade. Talks are that that might get overturned. So you've got to make a choice there. And in the very end, why should we vote despite all this? If you do not care about anything that I've said, why should we still vote? If you care about the future of your children, if you care about the future of your paycheck, if you care about the future of your health care, if you care about the future of your pocket, if you care about the future of your skin color, if you care about the future of your legacy, if you care about your friends, your family, your relatives, your colleagues, and the idea about freedom of speech and the idea of being free to worship, being free to say something, being free to bear arms or choosing not to bear arms, being free and having the right to exercise your vote without any suppression. If you believe in the right to walk down the street without being fearful of a cop driving past you, because of your skin color. If you believe in defunding the police or making sure that the police becomes community-oriented practice once again, or not even once again, there are still neighborhoods, Frisco PD, one of the fantastic PDs I've seen. So if you believe in any of those aspects that I have outlined, you better make sure you go out there on November 3rd and vote. You have absolutely got to vote. Now, the choice is yours. Either you want to be sitting on the table, looking at the menu, or you want to become the menu. November 3rd, 2020. Most important elections of her lifetime.
If you have lived through 2020, if you have lived through COVID-19 and you are still watching this video, you better go out there to vote and make sure your vote counts. Whether you vote red or blue, please make sure you vote and you vote down the ballot. Pay more closer attention to the local elections, but vote.